Hey guys, welcome to Everyday Eddie. Um, no, this is not an official episode. You can treat this like my wrestling uh, review, in which is like a half episode. I don't know, I was just sitting here and I kind of just needed to get something off my chest. Um, so this is either going up before my episode, which is scheduled for the 28th, or it is going up after. Um, but in case this goes up before, uh, you haven't heard, but I like doing this because it gives me a chance to connect with people. Um, whether there's a lot of people listening right now or not, I'm connecting with you. You're getting to know me. I'm not really getting to know you, but it bonds us as human beings. And, you know, it's kind of tough because... We grow up so similarly, yet similarly, yet so different. And it's rough. It It's really rough because we don't all have the same experiences growing up. None of us do. It, it's either we have some things in common or we have nothing in common. But it always feels... Like you say one story or how something happened to you in your childhood or you remember something from your childhood and someone else is like, oh, yeah, that same exact thing happened to me, Uh, which is great. You know, that's another commonality that bonds us as people. But it's it's always going to be hard because there are things that divide us as much as we're all human beings and we should all be treated equally. There are things that divide us like religion, politics gender, and unfortunately, race and the color of our skin. The fact that people say, I don't see color, is a problem. Not always. I I mean, I didn't always think of it as a problem. But as I got older, it became more of, well, if you don't see color, then you don't see my experiences growing up. You don't see me for who I am. You're discounting my experience. And everyone has privilege. It's not just white privilege. Um, But white privilege comes differently from black privilege. Because white privilege isn't necessarily the fact that you didn't struggle but it's the fact that you didn't have to struggle because of what you look like. Whereas black privilege or any other minority privilege or even female privilege is the fact that because you look a certain way or you act a certain way, people are going to have a certain mindset as to who you are as a person without ever having a conversation with you. And you'll be met with resentment or just You're counted out of the race before you even actually lace up your shoes. And I say this not from a political standpoint, but because I'm not even angry. I'm not even upset. I can't even say that I'm hurting. I'm just tired. Because systematically, 
as a race, black people are always, and any minority, but for this, because this is my experience, and as much as I am Hispanic, I am African American, um, from my experience, it, it just doesn't, doesn't work like that. I'm counting out before it even starts. I, I joke with my friends because of Corona, but this is it, this is a real thing. Like the joke that goes around is this is the only time that as a black man I can walk around with a mask on and not get shot. And obviously that's not even true. Because within the past couple days, um prime example being George Floyd racism is systematic I don't know what it is I don't know why it started I don't even expect anything to change I don't even expect my voice to be heard on this because I'm just one of thousands that's probably just tired like it's it sucks that I could walk into a store with my friends and not even my friends from home who are my majorly minorities, but like my friends anywhere else who are primarily white. If all of us walk into the store, I'm the one that's getting watched, getting judged, getting scrutinized a little more closely. Or if I don't talk uh, ignorantly, people are like, oh, you're so white, I'm blacker than... Like, who... Like, I get my friends are joking, but at the same time, it's just like, what the fuck are you saying, man? Shut the fuck up. Like, and I know I usually try to avoid cursing, but I... I'm not gonna be able to hold it back this time. Like, this is... This is annoying. I'm annoyed. I'm tired and I'm annoyed. Growing up, everyone would... Like, first look at me. Oh, you're black. Oh, you're black. Oh, what's your name? You're black. That Your name doesn't sound black. I'm not going to get into what my legal name is, but or my last name. But no, I don't have a typical African-American last name or first name because I'm not just black. I'm half Puerto Rican, too. And I guess not trying to do away with my identity or being ashamed of who I was, but I was always asserting the fact that I'm Puerto Rican. That I am Hispanic. You know, as I got to high school and I met more of my friends, and, you know, the term Afro-Latino started popping up. That, That's later what I would use sometimes. But primarily, I tell people, I'm Puerto Rican. Yes, I am black. Yes, I am of African heritage. Yes, because I'm Puerto Rican, I am black. Which, if any Hispanic tries and tells you that they're not black, their ancestry somewhere down the line they are black. It's that one drop rule. One drop of black, you're black. That that doesn't give you permission to say the N-word. Let me be clear. The one drop rule does not give you permission to say the N-word. But you're still black. Um, and you know, it, it, it really sucks. And it hurts. And it it's just hard. Not necessarily hard. But it's difficult being raised a certain way and now being the age that I am and, 
you know, eventually wanting to settle down, have my own family. Um, I see more now why my parents raised me the way it did when it came to certain things. You know, um, they would always tell me, hey, if anything happens with the police, you know, you cooperate, you, you, you don't give them any reason to do anything. And being a child, like, I never understood it. My Hell, it's a toy gun. You know those little toy guns that shoot the pellets that are orange? Yeah, those Nerf guns. I didn't have... My parents would not let me buy any of those, and they never really explained it to me. They never explained it to me or gave me a reason. Until I forget the child's name. Uh, but it was multiple children who had been shot just playing with a toy gun. And my parents would always tell me, that's why you can't have a gun. I didn't have my first toy gun. So I was probably like, I want to say like somewhere between the ages of eight and 10 when my cousin and I, my cousin was living in Puerto Rico at the time and I would go visit. Um, he got one. So my grandparents didn't see a reason, but that I shouldn't have one. But when they found out, they wouldn't let me leave the house with it. For instances that happened with kids getting shot for fake toy guns being mistaken for real guns hell i didn't have my first nerf gun until i got to high school and i could buy it with my own money that way my parents couldn't take it away or tell me to return it uh it's it's ridiculous growing up as a member of society but following different rules which is what i feel most people don't get we're not all playing with the same rules it's like any game that you learn growing up you learn the rules, but then you go and someone else plays differently. Or someone else plays differently. Or someone else plays differently from that. Like a game, for example, is like rock, paper, scissors. There are people who play rock, paper, scissors, and they go rock, paper, scissors, shoot, and then they throw out. Or they go rock, paper, scissors, and then they throw out. Hell, in some cultures, it's Rochambeau, same concept, uh, rock, paper, scissors, and loser gets to kick each other in the, in the private. You know, it, it's crazy that, you know, one game can have so many different rules and so many handicaps and difficulties for different players. And, you know, it's, it's sad, it's disappointing that racism is so ingrained. Like, if you ask me what American culture is, uh, if I'm being cute, I'd be like, oh, football, beer, cookouts, fireworks. But, like, if you're, if I'm being honest, I'd have to say racism, too. Like, America doesn't have its own culture. America is a melting pot of things that are stolen and borrowed from other cultures and ethnicities and places of uh, travel that we bastardized. Yeah, I said it. We bastardized it in order to make it our own. And I'm not saying America isn't a great place. It is. You know, both my parents were in the military. They fought for this country. But it could be... It. It's never been a great place. Maybe... It was intended to be, and people see it, saw it as a great place. 
but it was never what it could be. I think America as a whole is not the country it's supposed to be right now. And it never was. It never has been. Because there's always been something, whether it be slavery, uh, segregation, racism. uh, There's something that gets in the way of us being the society that people think we are. And I believe it to be a lack of you. It is a damn shame that a black man can die. Like Trayvon Martin, like George Floyd, like Tamir Rice, like all these other countless African-American men and women who have died due to uh, negligence and racism. Um, and it's, it'll get turned so easily in the media like people will say oh well did you know he had a history of doing this like oh did you know like oh he stole or oh he was a thug or whatever like no yes someone may have been done wrong in their life before the moment of their death but at that very instance of their death were they doing something wrong And if you can counter that with a but, then there is something seriously wrong with you. And I'm not going to say that you're racist, but I'm going to say that you have an issue that you should seriously get checked out. Because there's no reason for anyone up at any point that when they die you want to dig up every terrible thing they've done like yes in the past up until their death they may have been a terrible person but in that moment of their death you don't you're never going to remember that bad stuff like it's it's just so shitty to me. It is legitimately terrible. Like, for example, this is just an example. This is an example. It's an example. It's an example. If Snoop Dogg were to pass away today, what what do you think people are going to say? Oh, he was a great artist. Oh, he smoked a lot of weed. You'll probably even, like, oh, I remember my first Snoop concert. Or people who know Snoop personally will be like, oh, I have this story, I have this story. I have this. You're not going to hear not one person mention that he was gangbanging. But I bet you, if he happened to pass away in a police-related incident, first thing they'd bring up is, oh, Smoking weed, he probably was doing... No, everyone knows Snoop, Snoop, Snoop smokes weed. Snoop smokes weed. Wow, that is a tongue twister. Everybody knows it. There, there's no reason for him to get caught on that. Oh, he probably went back to gang... Nah. Snoop... Snoop is not going to go back to gangbanging. Snoop has too much to lose that he's going to 
slip up. Not even too much to lose. That man is set for life. But I doubt at where he's at in his life, he would return to gangbanging. But I bet you that'd still be a narrative that someone would try and spin. Oh, he was a gangbanger. This is, man. Like, and I'm not saying that it is. It should never be the victim's fault when they die. You should never purposely go looking for a narrative to spin it. But as soon as... And I guess this is something that I get from my father. The minute someone dies because of a police brutality or something, I, I'm sad, I'm hurt, but I always got to wait for that other shoe to drop. Because I always know someone's going to say, oh, well, you don't have the full story. And then once the full story comes out, it's like everyone looks like an asshole. But at the same time, you don't need the full story. In that moment, was he doing something wrong? Yes or no? If the answer was yes, all right. But did he deserve to die? If the answer was no, it's open and shut. Like, you just can't. This shit needs to stop. How am I supposed to feel raising a family knowing that I or any one of my kids at any point in their lives could die? You think I want to move every... I love how my dog chooses chooses that moment to play with his toy. But there's... Certain places I would not move my family if I had one. There's certain places I refuse to live. Majority of them being down south because down south is still a little bit backwards. They're great places. Don't get me wrong. But I would not feel comfortable as a black man living there. Number one, state. I refuse. I'll vacation there, but I refuse to live there. Florida. You will not catch me living in Florida. And if I move to Florida, I will give each one of my best friends a hundred dollars what i actually make it any state with a land with a law that says stand your ground y'all ain't catching me slipping y'all are not fucking catching me slipping i will describe this now i am a moderately i said moderately athletic man at a height of five nine and 150 pounds soaking wet. I am not the most intimidating person. But I do have a temper. And some days I just want. I'm very good at self-restraint. But there are days when I am not. And those days. Are days where my temper just goes back to. How I was when I was in high school. And even my childhood. Where I don't mind knocking some heads in or just exploding. Now my description. Moderately athletic, 150 pound man at 5'9". That is the least threatening stature I could have. But because I am black. And somehow angry black man. People are told to fear that. You are not going to shoot my black ass 
because I am having a bad day and you decide to pick a bone. No. No. Y'all little trigger-happy motherfuckers are not getting my Negro ass. Let me be clear. I'll say it again. And I'll say it again so you know that I'm serious. Uh, Now, uh, let me be clear. That is a terrible impression of Barack Obama. But let me be clear. You are not catching my black ass living in Florida. Oh, but tax... No, I don't give a fuck. I am not getting shot. Because one day you woke up to be trigger happy. And it just so happened to be the one day. I'm worse than a Coke bottle with a Mentos in it. No. N-O. No. I refuse to let that be the way that I die. And you may not believe me. You may think I'm joking. But there is something systematic whether it's schools, whether it's family, whether it's the movies we watch. As America's moving to a more progressive stature, it seems the more ingrained the racism becomes. It almost feels like there are people out there that say, Oh, you want to love someone of the same gender or my dog with this toy. Um, You want to love someone of the same gender or you want to change your gender or you want to not have a gender or gender identify, but you're biologically, whatever it may be. It seems like the more we get away from traditional, quote unquote, American values the more they need something to hold on to. So what people choose to hold on to is this distrust and hatred of African Americans, of black people. And it's sad. It's sad. It's annoying. It's scary. It's terrifying. And I didn't choose to start my podcast To talk about shit like this. I did it so I can have fun. Have fun with my friends. You know. Connect with people more. Get through this quarantine. Maybe something comes out of it. Who knows. But I know I didn't start to talk about issues. I started this to have fun. And the fact that so much. Goes on. That I feel that I need to talk about. Or not even that I need to talk about. But that I have to talk about. It it hurts. It definitely hurts. I, it, you know, sometimes, I'll admit it. Or, not even admit it. But, there's a tweet by this comedian named Carlos Miller. I don't know if he got it from somewhere, but this is the first place that I saw it. And... It might have been, it it was probably like a good year, maybe two years ago. And the most accurate way to describe being black 
And I quote, this is the tweet. Being black is like playing life on all Madden. If you know me, I I don't play football games. I haven't played a football game since I was... Okay, I played in college, but like... With my dad, usually, or my brothers, when I was younger, is when I would always get the Maddens, the NCAAs. I tried all Madden. That shit's a bitch. And the gameplay's only gotten better. Which means black life has only gotten harder. And you know... I'll admit, I put myself in situations uh, that I shouldn't have been in. Um... Because it kind of felt like I was hiding the fact that I was proud to be black. Or I let others hide the fact that I was black. Like my freshman year of college, I was dating a girl. It was a terrible relationship. But this should have been like the major hint that I should not have been dating this girl. Um, She was cool with dating me. Whatever, whatever. But whenever her parents were around, I could not be around. Because her father did not like black people. Why I would date a girl like that? One, I didn't really know until we were like like a month, two months in. Which, enough time to call it quits. But, you know, um, this also happened to be like my first quote-unquote serious kind of relationship. Um, I would say the one before that was more serious. But this was like, oh, college. This is like a relationship in college. This is different. You know, um, people, like, oh, maybe, like, I can eventually meet them and, like, it just, you know, all the stupid shit you say in your head when you know you shouldn't be in that situation, but it's, like, whatever, plus, she was the girl that I had lost my virginity to, so it was kind of, like, blinders on, like, very, like, horse blinders very, very narrow horse blinders. Like, I could not see out the side. I could not, I could not see up. I could not see down. I could see straight ahead. And, you know, when you're a man and that's the first time you're having some, uh, some nookie, yeah, you do anything for the nookie. Um, no, uh, my guys out there will understand. Ladies, maybe not so much, but, you know, it, it really sucks. And it's aggravating and it's sad and... I don't really expect this to get anywhere with a lot of you. Um, But show some compassion. Try and understand the other side. Or just talk to someone. As someone... I feel that from now on, one of the first things when you're making an African-American friend or a black friend or any minority is like, what is your life experience? Help me understand. Is there a situation you've been in that makes you uncomfortable? Because sometimes y'all put us in situations and it's just... I I don't want to be a part of that. Because I know... That because I'm black, the consequences for me are going to be a lot different than the consequences are going to be for you. And it's not always like that. You don't, maybe, you don't have to do that with every African-American friend. But before you do something stupid that has the risk of breaking a law, definitely consider, should my African-American friend be doing this? Because in the moment, they may not think anything of it. 
but you should definitely look out for them. Because I know there's probably some situations I got into that could have ended a lot differently than they did. And as much as my friends, some of my friends have told me not to get in the situation, they're like, ah, so it didn't turn out the way you thought. Or even just, I did the situation, nothing happened, but they still vocalized that I shouldn't probably be doing it. You know, just be that friend. Try and understand where the other half is living from. Because you're not. You're not going to get the chance to walk in a mile. A walk in a mile. Walk a mile in our shoes. You're not fully going to understand it. Or comprehend. But hopefully, if you listen to this, it'll give you perspective. And... Motherfucker, no, you still can't say the goddamn motherfucking N-word, alright? Get that through your head. Not with a song. Not, not chilling. By yourself. If you want to say the N-word, say it. Say it around a group of black people. That you don't know. And see how that goes out. You may... There are extenuating circumstances where you may get a pass from an African-American friend. But like Marlon Wayne said... You gotta, you gotta get a new pass with every new black person you meet. Just because one person okay's it doesn't mean you can say it around to other people. And it may just be when it's the two of you. But even still, don't motherfucking say it. If it really completes you that much to say it, then, you know, you know, say it. Say it. You know what? I'm gonna start holding people accountable. Nah. I'm too lazy. I'm too lazy to ruin your lives like that. But, uh, yeah, just don't say the N-word. I mean, you may get the pass, but if you really need to say it, then you're a shitty human being. That's the end of it. Don't say the N-word. Goodbye. Good night. Bang.